Warning, the following content may contain elements that are not suitable for some audiences. Viewer discretion is advised. Hello, kitties. This is yours, Julie John Kassir, the voice of the Crypt Keeper. And you're listening to Slasher Radio. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Slasher Radio. Happy Halloween. I am joined by the lovely cat. How are you doing tonight, madam? Doing very well. How are you? I am doing great. I have a big cup of Patron, because as we were talking about, it's a very long week, and I am fucking vibing out right now. We are not joined by Rob fucking Humphrey. <laughs> no bitterness at all. Mm. Mm. Shame, 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 Rob. Shame, Rob. Um, Kat, we are we are in a bit of a dilemma here. Yeah. First of all, technically, welcome to fucking Slasher Radio. Thank you. <laughs> we with, with so much shit going on and last minute things popping up, and yeah, you know, and and I'll admit, me falling behind on a couple of things, just being busy as fuck. It's this time of year, Halloween and everything. We we have two episodes with you in the can. One being next week, which everyone will hear. I don't know which, which, I don't know how they'll come out. Either way, Kat technically, she recorded two episodes with us. You you guys just haven't heard them yet. This kind of got pushed to the forefront because it's Halloween and we have a treat for everybody. But this is technically, this is their first time hearing you, Kat. Yeah. Shit. It's, it's interesting. Um, I've already been here. I've already uh, made some enemies. Uh, you just don't know yet. <laughs> <laughs> This is true. She she already shit on rubber, everybody. Don't worry. <laughs> no, she's already done that. So everything is fine. But yeah, it's kind of, it, it's it's weird because you, Rob, and I have gotten to know each other a little bit. And everybody listening right now hasn't yet. It, it's actually funny because Jake at SilverBandit36 on Twitter, one of our best listeners, uh, he complimented Rob recently since Rob recently moved into a, a permanent role on here. And I I, I think, Kat, you need to... We, we need Jake to surpass <laughs> you, surpass Rob with you. We, we need that to happen. <laughs> well, I, I wish I'm... So what did he say quickly? I'm like, I'm scrolling through to... Is that the one? Because I, I was getting alerts this morning that people were liking a tweet I was mentioned in. Is it, oh yeah, was that it was that? it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it was me talking shit about Rob, which is beautiful. You know, as Wonderful. ironic as it is, uh, guys, uh, just uh, happy Halloween. This is our Halloween episode. Happy Halloween, everyone. That's right. <laughs> um, we have James Duke Courtney, and this was a James has been very busy, as everybody could imagine. This was planned literally last second, and he was nice enough to squeeze us into his very busy schedule. And in our DMs, Rob wasn't able to make the uh, the interview with James, and he was kind of giving us shit, saying, oh, well, you know, Cat uh, had technical difficulties with her mic, yeah. and he was saying, well, you know, everybody should be muted, and just me, and this and that, and he ain't even here. No, he's not even here. 
Karma. It gives me, it gives me ammo, like, for next time I'm having mic issues. That's right. That's right. You know, damn, Rob. But no, we, we love Rob. And uh, uh, it's just us this week. So, um, Kat, we usually go through the news. I don't think we need to do that. This, but um, I think we can just talk everything James and Halloween, which is always fun, no? Yeah. Sounds good. Hell yeah. Let's start with your thoughts, since I do not know. What did you think? Actually, first, before that even, the franchise Halloween. Michael Meyer. Big fucking deal. Bells, whistles, and everything. Where do you put it? Where does that, where does Halloween sit with you? So, I really liked Halloween. Um, I remember I had... When I was, like, first starting to go back and watch all of the classics, Halloween was the only one, because my dad's not a huge fan of horror movies, and Halloween was the one that he was like, I will sit down whenever you want, and I will watch Halloween with you. And so, I and I was kind of just expecting it to be, like, another slasher thing, because at that point, I had, I, I'm pretty sure I had just come off of, like, all the Friday the 13th. Right. And it was like, because, you know, I had to watch things chronologically, mm-hmm. or, um, of course. And I, I had, like, just finished Friday the 13th when I watched Halloween for the first time. And it was... I remember being, like, really surprised because they handled it. I was expecting it to be, like, another very violent, you know, slasher movie that that, that was more about the kills than the actual story. And I remember I was, like, I was very surprised at how engrossed I was by the end of Halloween. And it's always left an impression on me. Uh, so I, I rank it pretty high, I think. As a, the, the thing about it is is that I think out of all of the sequels, I don't remember all of the Halloween sequels. Like, usually for horror franchises, I can kind of, like, in my head remember which one is which. And I can't do that with Halloween. But the first one, very, very strong contender. And I've always kind of ranked Michael highly as a result of that. That's super fair. And I, I mean, I'm the same way. I'm like that with most things. My problem is shit blends together, especially with Friday the 13th. I don't know. Well, I don't know. I guess it's pretty easy to differentiate stuff. But I I think it's just certain moments like stuff blends together for me. It's like, oh, wait, when did that happen? Which movie? But um, I I agree with you a million percent. There's something about Halloween. And don't get me wrong. I love my Jason. Everybody who listens to this show knows how much I love Freddy Krueger. But I, I don't know. Halloween just hits different. The music, Michael Myers, you got Jamie Lee Curtis. It's just something about it that makes it such a, it's a top shelf. And I'm, if I had to pick one franchise to, to go to hell with, it would be Nightmare on Elm Street. But I, I don't know, just the star power of it and, and everything about Halloween. It's just like, it's that, that gold jacket. It's the standard, you know, of, of horror and I think it's always been that way, and I think that's why it, you know, it's where it's at, is what I think. Now, back to what I was originally going to ask you. Having said all that, how high you hold Halloween as a franchise, what did you think of the 2018 movie that James Jude Courtney played Michael Myers in, and will be in the upcoming Halloween Kills and Ends and all that stuff? How do you think they did? I loved it so much. Uh, we were just talking before we were we uh, recorded this about how if I hear too many good things about a movie, I end up not liking the movie. Uh, Halloween, uh, the latest Halloween movie was the exception to that because I heard only good things and I went in very skeptically. 
because uh, I know that I get like that. I know if something is praised, I, I judge it harsher and I have a tough time enjoying myself. And I went in uh, just kind of expecting to be let down. And I was just, I was amazed. Um, just like completely blown away. I, it was very unsettling and it was the first time maybe since i watched not not since i watched the original halloween there have been a few like slasher movies that have come out that have you know been genuinely unsettling to me but halloween right. was like the first slasher movie in years that had done that to me especially in a theater experience i was i was very impressed okay yeah no i i i agree very much it's it's hard and like you said we talked about it before we uh, hit record tonight but movies get hyped so easily nowadays in the social media era and you know the way steam piles of shit like it chapter one and two can just spend a ton of money on marketing everywhere and i i think um quantity gets confused with quality nowadays and don't get me wrong this 2018 halloween was everything I'm not trying to. Yeah. It, it was everywhere. But, you know, it, it had... I, I don't know, man. It, Jamie Lee came back, and John Carpenter was involved. Nick Castle was helping, and it was just so many things. And then you get a guy who truly understands Michael Myers and 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 values it, the role, to the degree of... You guys are going to hear it shortly in the interview, where he just embodies it, and he, he, he wants no distractions except for his goal of being the shape michael mott and you get all that and you put it together and um you know i think although it might not apply to halloween because halloween as far as a uh, cinematography level and all that it it's always been such a high uh, high quality movie as opposed to friday the 13th which was grainy early nightmares and all that stuff but i, I it i love 80s heart I love it, I love it, I love it, I love it. But it is very nice to have that crisp, clear, you know, look of a newer movie. But I think they were able to throw that grittiness in where it was needed. And I think that's what separated this from a lot of newer movies as well. One thing that I really, really loved about it is it did have that very clean look, but they didn't use it to focus in and, and I think this was one of the reasons why I got unsettled by it, because it's something that I haven't seen done as often, is where they had, like, very gory, very disturbing imagery, and it was always in the background. Like, <laughs> mm. um, it, it, there are a lot of shots, uh, and there's the one where the guy's uh, jaw is, like, hanging down. It's, it's dislocated. It was busted open. And you full-on see it, but it's not the foreground of the shot. Which is just like, um, cinema, like the cinematography in the new Halloween. It's just, it's gorgeous and very, very effective. Oh, I I agree a million percent. And and Halloween's always had that, yeah. you know, always had that. But I feel like, um, uh, see, it's it's so hard to tell how much John Carpenter's involved with things because you know, I'm not to talk ill. The guy's a fucking genius and a legend, but. You know, he, he'll come and go when he feels like it. And he's earned that right, you know. I, I'm not saying it in a negative tone, but that seems like a John Carpenter thing. You know, how it was shot and all. Like, so you would think it, it was done so well, you would think he had his hand in it somewhere. And I think that's just the beauty of this, too, where it's like Friday the 13th is a good example. And 
you know, that reboot happened and it's just new faces everywhere. You know, like, there was nothing, there was no, I don't know the word I'm looking for, but there, there was no original cast, or, or cast original crew. There was nothing in sight for that. And you got what you got from it. You know, like, it was just a dude running around the woods with a hockey mask killing people in cool ways, and that was it. That It, it was very forgetful. This movie, I don't think, was forgetful. Like, I, I, I feel like it still lingered. Yeah. And it really, it ranks very highly on my list of, it's one of the few new slasher movies that I would very easily rank in, like, my top 25 horror movies. Oh, like, it's, I don't have a complete list. <laughs> right. Uh, but it, yeah, it, I would rank it very, very highly, and it's one of the few, like, new slashers that I would feel confident saying that with, because I think they did, I, I think it did justice to the franchise, for sure. Right, right. You know, another thing I wanted to mention, and I mean, this is just something that came up because I'm actually looking at the uh, the cast list right now because I do want to see who is behind the the camera on this bitch or at least in charge of it. But Jason Blum uh, was a producer. Yeah. And I mean, that's fucking cool, man. We see a lot of these uh, these production companies and all that stuff, and they get involved in things, especially big titles. I think Blumhouse is like the creme de la creme of that because they stay so true to the movie and they're not, I mean, obviously they're looking to make money, but they're not just looking to make money, which I think is important. And Jason Blum, I mean, my God, man, talk about being able to just sit back and collect a check if you wanted to. But this guy is in there getting his hands dirty. And dude, I, like, I feel like we'll never know how much he had to do with it and all that, but I do truly believe he had his hand somewhere and and was part of what made this great oh i wouldn't be at all surprised i remember actually being uh, like in the social media leading up to the movie's release i remember being surprised like how often i saw jason blum promoting it himself because that was something i hadn't seen with a lot of like blumhouse films so and interacting on social yeah. media as well i mean damn and there were the photos of like him with the team and everyone behind the scenes and stuff and it just it seemed like it was more of a hands-on approach right you know and and it's so crazy because like i said somebody like him he don't have to do nothing he's gonna get paid all the same you know yeah. i mean i'm sure he makes a little more having to produce and go you know whatever but either way i mean the guy super successful far from hurting for money and is making a ton of money on this project as it is doesn't need to do any of that but wants to be in there wants to make sure it's great and you know i, I just get that vibe from jason blum that he's just really um uh passion first type of guy and i i love that he was he had his hand in here that's really good yeah it shows i think yeah yeah uh cinematography camera and electrical department what the hell Video playback, electrician. The the electrician is credited in this movie. Holy <laughs> shit! Wow. Oh, okay. Uh, cinematography by Michael uh, Simmons. Let's see. He did a movie called White Girl in 2016. That's all. <laughs> um, yeah. There's not. It doesn't seem like he's got a ton of credit. I mean, he has a, a ton of project projects listed, but. Nothing really worth noting. Yeah, I really can't see anything. But I mean, damn, the guy knows what he's doing. I'm very surprised. I would, I expected like a, 
long list of, you know, uh, high resume name movie stuff. But did a great job. I was job. definitely expecting like at least some horror credit because <laughs> yeah, very very effective. Yeah, I mean he did the last OG with Tracy Morgan, but uh... <laughs> which I remember for its uh, beautiful cinematography. <laughs> yeah, no, right? Not Tracy Morgan going off on people. Uh, but it also is showing that he is listed uh, in Halloween Kills. So, I mean, I think it was something they did very well, and it was something that stands out. And, you know, it looks like we're going to have more of that in the upcoming film, which is fantastic, too. Okay, so we talked the franchise. We talked 2018 film. Let's talk James Duke Courtney a little bit, Kat. All right. It was mentioned in the interview, which you guys are going to hear shortly. But masked killers, I think, are is an underrated art. And I've been known to talk shit about Kane Hodder. Not for that, <laughs> but just, you know, several other reasons. But it's something I'll never take from him that, you know, he he was a phenomenal Jason. Like, if there was a guy to play Jake, like, he's got it down. How do you feel? I mean, Nick Castle and all that, you know, iconic for his role as Michael Myers. How do you feel James did as far as the body language and, you know, all that stuff? Do you think he nailed Michael Myers? Oh, absolutely. I, I really do. Um, I, I think it fit the tone of the movie very well. I actually, I, I felt a little bit more, and, and maybe it's just because I've been, you know, I, I watched the first Halloween as a kid, uh, and I'm... I consider myself fairly desensitized to scares, right. but it's he, he evoked that same kind of like unease in me that I think he did a great job. Um, it, it, there was that I don't know how to describe it that that very like almost unnatural quality that goes into being Michael Myers, where mm-hmm. it, it's not technically it, it's not like anything alien. It's not you know there's. All the movements are human movements, but they're just... Creepy. They're very creepy. It's like the uncanny valley of walking up somewhere, you know, where it's just like, it's it's a little bit off. It, and it goes, I think, a little bit even past intimidating into just like... I'm thinking of how to explain it, too. I can't. <laughs> yeah, it's... I, I know there should be a word for this, but it's just like... It's very effective, and I, I think he did a great job with that. Yeah, with the head tilt and, you know, shit like that. It's just like, I, I don't know. When you see, uh, Jason has been known to do that also, that little head tilt. It's like that, you're fucked. You know, like yeah. once you get that, like there's just nothing you can do past that. Shit like that. The, uh, even even just the, down to the simplicity of uh, the scene where he was standing there when the light came on and he was standing in that yard or whatever. Just that standing there. And as simple as it sounds. You know, like, it's just something, like, I've seen movies where it looked bad, and it's, you know, it's just, I mean, maybe bad's not a good word, but, you know, it didn't look intimidating, it didn't invoke any kind of emotion, fear, thought, anything, you know, but looking at him, it, 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 with certain things that he did, I mean, even the end, when he's looking up, he's down in the basement and all that, I don't know what, it's like he's saying something. There are layers of depth to the performance. Like, I yeah, absolutely, I felt that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And and not to step on the toes of the interview, but I've always said 
it's so difficult and I give so much, so much props to people who do have a role where they can't speak or you can't see their face or anything like that because you, you still gotta do the same shit and still gotta get the same point across without all so um and and to add a level like you're not just some dude running around the mask in some you know indie horror movie whatever you're you're michael myers <laughs> this is <laughs> halloween you know jamie lee curtis is in the shot with you and all all that pressure that's on there and you got to really put that through because we have such a level of expectation with michael you know and there's, <laughs> there's so many things i think that we don't notice that are important and it's kind of good that we we can't name any of them because that means he didn't. There was nothing there that he did that stuck out to us that wasn't Michael Mott. Yeah, I I did feel really bad because uh, it was it was a while before I learned um, like any of the Michael Myerses. Um, you know, gr- growing up, I, I knew which actors were in what for for most things. But Michael Myers, I, I like, and this is something that has carried through even with the Halloween installations that I didn't like as much. It Michael did feel relatively consistent in comparison to I, I in comparison to like Jason or um, I well. I can't say Freddy. Freddy was very consistent for a very specific reason. Yeah, um, many specific but, reasons. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I Michael Myers has always had like um, in in character motions. I feel like a little bit more consistency, and I really appreciate that that carries through to the ones that are coming out now. You know, that's a pretty good point. You don't really get much love for the the Myers acting. You know, Nick Castle gets his praise, right? So, but, you know, I, I, maybe it's because there hasn't been somebody who really has been Michael Myers throughout, you know, a, uh, I guess a decent amount of the, you know, Kane Hodder gets the most praise, but even, um, ah, oh, shit. Oh, I forget his name. Uh, Kurzinger or, or whatever. You know, he got his moment with Freddy vs. Jason. Everyone, you know, people made a big deal about him for a while. Robert England, and like you said, a million reasons as to why but you know there's just really nobody talks about it at all but until james j courtney who kind of i don't know it's almost like he took that role by the horns and i feel like he's kind of becoming that kane hotter of halloween which is fucking awesome yeah i have no problem with that right right i don't know it's just something about michael myers where it's just that like half a machine kind of cuz he's just such a yeah. yeah like a calculated he's a killing machine and it's like I, I, he's such a damn enigma he really is he is and i do think calculated is a very good word mhm mhm oh yeah well i i think we can kind of get into that let, let's let them listen to the interview and um i do have one more thing i wanted to ask you on the other side of this so we'll get to that sounds good okay so you guys are going to hear <laughs> Poor cat. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna hear me not talk about uh, anything during the interview. <laughs> Poor thing. Like I said, th- this was la- very last minute, and uh, thank you again to James if you're uh, listening to this for fitting us into your very busy schedule. But cat, <laughs> we were scrambling to get everything set up and, and online and all this stuff, and. Poor cat just struck out badly in this one. You My mic was just not having it. No. It wasn't a loss, though. I got to listen to the interview before anyone else, so that was cool. You were creeping. 
yeah, just creeping in on it. I was being uh, sort of like the the masked uh, creep behind uh, behind the screen. You were Michael Myersing Michael Myers. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> I want my tombstone to say that. That that like, would be awesome. <laughs> um, all right, guys. So you enjoy that, and we'll catch you at the other. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a very, very special guest, a returning guest, the great James Jude Courtney. Sir, how are you doing today? <laughs> I'm doing well. Staying safe, man. How are you doing? Isn't that the name of the game nowadays? <laughs> yeah. That's now it. everybody's wearing a mask, man. Used to be I was the only guy, right? <laughs> you feel a little more inclusive now, don't you? Yeah. You know, that I'm is the game, man. I can blend in. You know, it makes it, makes it good for a serial killer. Yeah, right. I'm not gonna admit I, I do wear my mask fairly often. Yours is way cooler than mine. I'm just just gonna go and say that. You might be able to convince Christopher Nelson to make you a mask, man. And uh, he could have a cottage industry doing those things, man. I know, I know. I've seen. I, I guess we can just kind of roll right into that. Uh, how are you doing throughout this whole COVID mess? And um, I've seen actually a whole ton of horror theme masks, which are really cool that we can kind of show our flag like in, in a way like that and be safe at the same time. Yeah, that's great, man. I, in fact, uh, I, I was just out in California shooting a documentary, a uh, shuttered documentary with uh, Nick Castle and Chris Nelson um, for uh, Phil Nobles Jr. over at Fangoria. And um, uh, so Sean Clark, my, uh, my representative, brought in um, one that was the lower part of the mask. So it was you know, one of those reusable masks it was a lower part so nick and i put it on and yeah there's a lot of, there's a lot of cool stuff coming out uh, it's, it's kind of fun um it's not as much fun wearing these masks as it is wearing you know my my hero uh mask on a, on a movie set though i gotta say I, I could imagine i could imagine the last time we spoke with you we actually spoke with you before um the halloween film had come out and um, we weren't really able to talk much about it because obviously everything was hush hush. Our episode with you rec- uh, dropped and released after, so the time was a little off um, for our listeners and everything. But now we can actually talk to you about a little bit about that film. How did you feel sitting and watching the finished product and every- everything was said and done? Uh, what were your thoughts on on the Halloween film that that you were part of? Well, it's it's it. It's kind of a double-edged sword. I um I don't like watching myself work. Um, I don't like watching films and television okay. shows I've done. Um, I, I can remove myself. There have been times that I've been stuck coordinating or, you know, on second unit, and I have to for technical reasons, but I can. But then I'm removing myself. Um, so basically, you know, like when I, you know, like when I do a, when I work on a film, when I worked in Halloween, I mean, I'm in the zone of zero stress, zero anxiety. I mean, it's my wheelhouse, man. That's what I do. It's it's the most the most zen place I can be in my life, and, and, and but you know going into a theater and watching myself on the screen, you actually sweat bullets. 
Um, that being said, I, really? um, I looked at the movie and, you know, I mean, when I was working with masters, you know, you know, David Gordon Green and, and Jamie Lee Curtis and, you know, Daniel McBride mm-hmm. and, you know, and Michael Simmons and, you know, his crew, Paul and Stewie and, you know, and I mean, so everybody on the, on the show is just like a list top of the game guys and, and girls. So like, you know. I, I, I got what I expected, which was a really, you know, I, I think it was a very, very well done film. And I think it transcended not only, I think it transcended the horror genre and it was, you know, a very, a very contemporary important film, even if you took away the horror aspect of it. And the fact that they shot horror so well and that Chris's, you know, makeup and, 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 and was wardrobe. And I mean, everything about it was just, just freaking amazing. I thought it was, I thought it was such a, I couldn't agree more. Uh, Halloween, definitely, definitely, it battles. I, I think all horror fans, we kind of battle um, with what our top is. It's kind of, It kind of moves from day to day. So Halloween's up there, then it's out of there, up there, out of there for me. But, I mean, it's just such an iconic franchise. I feel that, you know, I think with any franchise, it, you know, you have, especially with so many films that the greats had, you had some that were lower tier, and then, you kind of have remakes that don't really, most people don't include them in the franchise. I think that you guys' Halloween, it it's one of those that were so great that you have to have it in the franchise. You know, like it's not looked at as a, an outcast like most of the reboots are. I mean, would you agree with, with that? Well, I think, um, I think that the choice to... Just, just to make all the films between 1978 and 2018 urban myth um, really right. lent itself towards, you know, really honoring the original, which was the idea. And, you know, so, I mm-hmm. mean, because, because the you know, sequels have been kind of all over the place and everybody who made it, you know, every single person who worked on those sequels did their best and, you know, and it's a minor miracle right. just to get a film made. So, you know, I, I would never, I mean, I would never, disparage any one of them but i think it was a really wise choice to go from 78 to 2018 um because then Mm -hmm. you know that kind of cleared the slate and that way you could um you know then that way we could make a film that was just really um was going to be able to stand on its own two two feet and you know would would have legs of its own so um yeah i'd I'd say you know there was a very unique and very wise choice made there i agree i agree very much Kat, I, I know I seen she pop back into the call. Cat, are you there? Are you up and running yet? Okay, it would appear not. <laughs> no, Kat, I, where are you? Cat's <laughs> hiding from <laughs> us, I guess. Um, no, I I agree very very much. It's, it's so hard to find a spot with so many films, and it's like you don't want to do a reboot, but then you know it. it it's such a a difficult spacing to be in, and yeah, I think you guys the the, the project, like you said, it stands on its own. It definitely was a good spot to kind of kick up from now you got, I mean, it was so successful that, you know, three more or, or this one. And then another one was, was spawned from it right out of the gate. I know you can't talk much about those, so don't, I'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm not gonna step on any toes with that, but right. how excited were you when, cause I mean, it's rare. Usually you'll get a sequel announced if something was successful and you know, that's pretty run of the mill, but you guys had two films confirmed. Boom, boom. What was it like hearing that news? Well, I knew actually going in um, that, you know, actually not going in, but by the time I was shooting 2018, I knew that Roughhouse, Blumhouse, Universal, and Trankus had signed a three-picture deal. 
So I oh, knew really? there was, yeah, I knew there were going to be three films. And so then we were talking about, you know, by the time at the end, when, you know, when we all know what we're doing and we all know about it, David's, you know, like, okay, man, so we'll see you on the next one. And, um, but I had only signed a one picture deal for the first one. And then, uh, you know, my attorney negotiated a, a two picture deal for, uh, Halloween kills and Halloween ends. Um, but you know, for, for kills, we brought back, you know, virtually the entire crew. Um, and, uh, you know, so, so everybody knew, I mean, everybody knew this was coming. It was just a matter of when. Oh, wow. So, so they were, the, the amazement there is that they were able to, able to keep that under wraps the way they did with the age of, you know, everything being known instantly. So that, that's kind of amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And I gotta, and I gotta say, man, my, my hat's off to David Green because I, it takes balls for a director to direct a sequel to his own film, especially a very successful film. You know, because then, then the, you know, the, the stakes are just so much higher on him. And, um, you know, but he, uh, I mean, again, I can't, you know, we can't talk much about Halloween Kills, but um, David is the best director I've ever worked with. And he, he did just an insanely good job on Halloween Kills. Just the man's creativity, his capacity to elicit and solicit, you know, creative input from anywhere on the set from anybody there, you know, it, it's like he, you know, when I complimented them on that, on that, he, he said, um, you know, he goes, well, it's like a choir, isn't it? I mean, every voice, we want every voice to sing at, at as perfect as they can. And so perfectly as they can. So, you know, of course I'm going to listen, of course I'm looking for creative input. And, um, yeah, so, um, you know, it was, it was just a, it, it was great because, you know, working on the second one, we, um, we all knew each other. Right. There's no discovery period there. Like we've all worked together. We all have each other's rhythms. We know, you know, it, it, um, and that was, and that happened pretty fast in 2018 as well. I mean, when you have people that are that good and everybody wanted to be there, there was no bitching and moaning. There was no, you know, I mean, 2018 was my hands down, my favorite and best filmmaking experience in my life. Without a doubt. Oh, I could imagine. Like, and you know, like you said, you had mentioned, I mean, Jamie Lee Curtis alone, I mean, I'd have to bring an extra pair of pants or something because I don't know what would happen. <laughs> I might crap myself just trying to uh, work with somebody like her. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's awesome. And being comfortable, I would imagine, especially a second time around, would definitely bring that uh, a little more ease to it. But uh, you, you had mentioned uh, Danny McBride, who I am a huge fan of and didn't know he had anything to do with this this film. Um, until I think I found out like months after, and he's such a, um, he's known for comedy and in the comedy world. And what was it like working with him on this also? Because I mean, who knew he had a horror mind, <laughs> you know, like it blew my mind that he had, he had, uh, he would work with this project. He's a big fan. Well, and, and the thing is, okay, it's sort of two parts to this question. It's like he, um, I think comics more than any other art form have insight into the human condition. Because without irony, comedy doesn't exist. You know what I mean? Right. And so the, the irony of the human condition, you know, and the hypocrisy of the human condition, the idiocracy of the human condition is what comics and comedic writers and comedic performers, you know, zero in on. And, and, and Danny's a master at that. Well, so he understands the human condition on a deeper level than, than most people, most writers, most performers. Right. Um, so, and I think in his understanding of comedy helped with, Halloween 2018 because, you know, the comedy sort of sets you up, the, the, the subtle humor sets you up for 
you know, getting slammed to the, you know, the side of the head with, with, with horror. And so, you know, I think it was brilliantly done. When I met him, I, I complimented him on that. I'm like, God, you know, when I read the script the first time, dude, you know, the, just this, the, the, the way you weave the subtle humor and the way it sets up the, you know, the, the, the terror and, you know, sets up all the, all the action, and, uh, which is brilliant. He, he is, and I, I've been around, you know, lots of comedians in, in, in my life, especially early on in the 80s. Uh, you know, uh, my good friends are comedians, and so, you know, I, I got to hang out with guys like Sam Kennison and Dice Andrew Clay, and, you know, um, I, I, you know, seeing like Robin Williams on stage performing and, you know, and hung out with some of those guys and back in the day. And, and there's one thing about comics is they're, they're always one up in each other. You know, mm-hmm. they're, they're, it's a constant competition. Danny McBride is the opposite. Danny McBride is a freaking awesome audience. Like he sees humor, he gets humor and he's, he gets subtle humor. And so he's just always laughing. He's just, he, and, and you don't, you know, it's not like anybody's trying to be funny around him, but when you're hanging out with people who, and then you're working hard and you're tired, it, I mean, it's, it's normal to bust chops. It's normal to, you know, to, to have a little levity to make those 16 hour days go a little easier. And he's, he's, everybody's good in the audience as he is a, you know, comedic writer and a, and a performer. I mean, he's just, he's a, he's a special man. Right. I, I, absolutely. I, and like I said, I was such a big fan. I mean, I, I could sit and list all the movies that I love his, his, but you know, and, and you're right because, um, a co-host that used to be on the show, he's, you know, heavy into comedy. He's always said that comedy itself comes from a dark place. So it lines right up with what you're saying. And it, it's just, it's crazy to see the range of some people and you just really wouldn't expect it sometimes. Well, I'll tell you this, man. Um, I, I mean, I won't. I, mean, I was I was a journalism major in, in undergrad at University of South Carolina, which was the sixth-ranked journalism school in the nation. So I have a very special affinity, and and um, and, and I still pay attention to journalism. Um, the Annenberg School of Communications did two very large studies, and I won't give you the breakdown of who you know who was the most inaccurate, or who knew were the most misinformed from watch, watching particular news stations, but the most highly informed people in the world got their information from Comedy Central. Okay. You know, comedy, you don't have to lie. You know what I mean? Right. You, you just, you, you tell it, you tell the truth and show how stupid people are <laughs> and people get it. No, I, I, I agree. I definitely agree. It's just, I, I, I thought that was great. The, the whole team you guys had evolved was fantastic. And the fact that they're back for the upcoming films. And I, like I said, I know you can't, say anything about the films but we had mentioned covid and everything what were the the struggles of filming a movie throughout all this because i could imagine how many people are on a set and they have social distancing well uh we shot halloween kills last fall okay. before all this happened so yeah we had wrapped it by uh and you know and i i've been down to you know i live in columbia south carolina uh david and Danny and those guys all live down in Charleston. That's where Rough House is, 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 is domiciled. And, um, you know, I, I've been down there. I was down there before they had the final cut, and was, you know, looking at rough cuts. And, and um, uh, But I talked to David a couple weeks ago, and um, they are just going to start gearing up Righteous Gemstones. And he goes, you know, like, this, they, they, we're going to see how we do it. We're going to see if we can work with these code protocols. I mean, He's really lamenting. He's such a good guy. He really cares that people aren't working and he knows people need to make a living and they have families to support and they have mortgages to pay. And, right. 
you know, so he, he really wants to get his people working, but he wants to be careful. He's a very, you know, he's a very conscientious, caring, empathic, empathetic person. So, um, you don't know. So we're looking at shooting, um, later next year, Halloween ends. And hopefully by then the, this thing will have wound down at least to the point, or we will have our COVID protocols dialed in enough that we can, that we can shoot safely. Um, I can absolutely say that David, um, because it all starts at the top. I can right. absolutely say that David would never put anybody in jeopardy. You know, I mean, he, he's, a, he's just, he's just too caring an individual and everybody, everybody, everybody. So, Definitely. um, yeah. So, I mean, this, I'll tell you this, man. Um, for people who liked Halloween 2018, Halloween kills is like 2018 on steroids, man. Ooh. It's, it's freaking, yeah, it's, it's powerful. It's powerful. Okay. Well, before I let you go, I know I know you have to run, but I have one more question to ask you. And you mentioned steroids, which is kind of funny because I have to ask. <laughs> Rob Zombie's Michael Myers, I've always looked at as Michael Myers on steroids. That That's always been the way I described him. And if you had to pick uh, maybe like a fight or a battle or something like that, the original Michael Myers versus a Rob Zombie Michael Myers, who would you pick? <laughs> it's a difficult oh, question. But, you know, it's, I, I, you know, I don't know that there's an answer to it because, right. um, you know, Tyler Maines, Tyler Maines, um, Michael Myers and Nick Castle's Michael Myers were really just, you know, they were, they were different animals mm -hmm. in, in a different film. Um, and you know, they were, uh, artistic interpretations. Um, I, I think, you know, I think both of them did, for for the the sandbox that they were given to play in, I think they do, both did beautiful jobs. Um, Tyler's a hell of a great guy. Nick Castle is one of my dearest friends. I mean, you know, I was hanging out with him last week. I mean, um, you know, I, I really because just hyped, and here's the thing um, is with all these questions about motivation and, and who is Michael, why does he do this? You know, who you know would you know Jason and Michael who would win? Right. Um, I think these are things for the fans to work out, right? Because the fans can form these opinions. And so, as you well know, some of them are very, very well thought out. Some of them are very, very, you know, virulent. I mean, they're, they're the people who have really strong opinions about these, these questions. Right. For me, I don't, um, I don't left brain the, um, this character or the work. It, this is completely, it's, 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 it's a spiritual experience for me. I breathe it in, I breathe it out. It, um, the, the, the energy of the shape inhabits me while I'm working. Uh -huh. um, there's zero thought process. So everything that I do, every motion that I make, you know, aside from the fact that baby gives me direction, the stunt coordinator has this, and I got these guys to do this with, and whatever, cameras, all the technical stuff that it takes to do what I do. Um, but that's, that's, that's all muscle memory, man. Right. You know, I mean, that's, that's easy for me. Um, so and the actual character and the actual, you know, the embodiment of the shape is such a deep, deep spiritual experience. And that's what drives the way I move. That's what drives the energy that causes me to, to do every single thing I do. So maybe, maybe after Halloween ends, I can have an intellectual conversation about it. Right now, I, I don't, you know, I want to be in the same spiritual place that I showed up in 2018. When I showed up at Halloween, you know, for Halloween Kills, when I showed up at, you know, Chris Nelson's makeup trailer that first morning. I want to be in that exact same spiritual place when I show up that very first day for Halloween ends. And in order to do that, I need to be in the same spiritual place. I need, right. to, I need to use the exact same energy and spirituality and, and everything that, that drove me 
and those two and these two previous you know incarnations. So you know, ask me that question after Halloween ends is released. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I may not answer it, but but ask me. You know. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, and you know, I love that answer because a lot of people say things like wearing a mask in a film. You know, it they they try and lessen that, and it makes me so mad because even body language movement and stuff like that is so important, especially when you're talking about a character as iconic as a Michael Myers. I feel that it's so important to have that consistency in that character. And you want you being so true to that and wanting to stay in that same mentality and keep it consistent. That that's like, you know, for a horror fan and a, and a Myers fan or anything like that. That's so good to hear that that's as important to you as it is. Well, I mean, the people, the people, you know, like the attorneys and uh, accountants and producers, you know, and not knocking anybody, but the people who will say that, that, you know, I'm just a guy in a mask. Right. Have never done, nor could they ever do what I did. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's, it's, it's just like saying, you know, Hank Aaron was a guy with a, with a, with a piece of wood. Not that I'm comparing myself to Hank Aaron, but <laughs> right, what right. I'm saying is, you know, yeah, yeah, he's just a guy with a piece of wood in his hand. <laughs> yeah, dude, you get out there and hit, you know, I mean, no. You know, 102 a mile fastball, fastball, mile an hour fastballs and knuckleballs right. and curveballs and no, you know, I mean, but you don't know unless you've done it. And a lot of people just think if if people knew, first of all, how hard it is just to get to the place where you get to do the work. Right. And it takes incredible focus and belief and per- and, and and perseverance. And then the work itself. I mean, I mean, you know, any any good actor, any good musician, any good comic, any good writer has spent thousands upon thousands upon hundreds of thousands upon millions of hours grinding and working and perfecting their craft just to get to the place to, you know, make it look easy. Mm-hmm. I agree. And because, you know, I think Michael, I think Michael Jordan said that once he was on one of his Nike commercials. He's like, maybe, maybe, you know, maybe I did you wrong. Maybe I made it look too easy. Right. But I was the guy after practice hitting it for two or three more hours. You know, I was the mm-hmm. guy who, you know, was in the gym and extra, you know, I mean, so, yeah, and, and you know, if, and, and frankly, you know, those, those comments, he's just a guy in a mask. You know, Mark Twain said, never argue with a stupid man. He'll drag you down to his level and beat you with experience. That's right. You know, let him, let him have the freaking, let him have their freaking belief system. You know, I know what it is. The people like yourself who are fans of the work that the guy, like, you know, who are friends of Robert Englund, uh, fans of Robert Englund and, and Nick Castle and, you know, Kane Hodder and all the guys who've done these really cool characters, um, they know better. Right. You know, they know better. I've always stood by that because I looked at it from the lens of it's even more difficult because you have facial expressions and and all these things that you can do and even just speaking alone makes things so much easier to get you you don't have any of that and you still have to portray a character the same way without your handicap without having all those things so that's why i never understood something like that and i've always um i mean i couldn't act my way out of a wet paper bag but i've always been envious of people who do act and can act and are good at it but that talent of being able to take that handicap and turn that role into still into something great nonetheless that's something i've always admired and that's why one of the reasons that i admire you sir and your time is super super appreciated thank you so much for hopping on with us oh thanks man yeah i'm happy to do it you you know let's do it again man after the after the after uh october 15th 2021 is when it comes out so um you know after it comes out let's uh let's have a chat again 
No problem. I, I appreciate it, and I can't wait for it. And um, I just want you to know that um, my co-host, Kat, has been creeping in on this call. She hasn't been able to talk, unfortunately. She did want me to apologize on her behalf. Well, Kat, sorry I didn't get to hear your beautiful voice, but um, but but next time uh, we'll make sure that we get this all dialed in. And uh, um, but I I hope you all both of you stay safe and 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 happy and um, and just keep spreading the love, man. Uh, the same to you, James. Thank you so much for your time, sir, and have a happy Halloween. Happy Halloween, guys. All right, guys, we are back. I hope everybody enjoyed that. Kat, you were riveting throughout. Thank that. you. <laughs> you were phenomenal. I think Rob would agree it's my best work. Hey, you did a hell of a lot more than Rob did throughout this whole episode. <laughs> Rob. Gotcha, bitch. <laughs> but um, we were talking just all things Halloween before uh, we kicked you guys over to that. Now, before we really talk too much about the interview, I do want to, before I forget, I do want to ask you, James said that the new Halloween film, uh, Halloween Kills, that has been pushed back. We should have been seeing it by now, but has been pushed back. And upcoming Halloween Kills is the 2018 Halloween on steroids. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm also having a tough time picturing that. Mm -hmm. I'm excited. Nervous, but like very excited, because uh, I do think that one of the things that and we talked about this uh, before as well. I think one of the things that Halloween did really well was it implemented um, like a lot of newer movie techniques uh, while maintaining a certain level of subtlety. So I'm interested to see if um, as they're ramping things up for this, and again, reboot's not the right word, right. revitalization of the franchise. I'm, I'm excited to see if they're able to maintain that balance uh, moving forward. That's fair. You know, I look at you. I got so carried away with thinking, okay, we're going to see him really, really whoop some ass on another level. I didn't even think of that. Like, that's true. I mean, I'm going to be happy either way. Honestly, <laughs> right. But it is, that's a very good point though, because you kind of look at the other end, because as cool as it would be, like, we want Michael Myers to be as brutal as possible. I mean, that that's what yeah. we're paying to see. And that's great. But you're right, because if you try and do that, and that's what people want. So you're giving people what they want, but do you lose that grip on being true to the franchise? And I think if we didn't have all the players involved that we had, that would be a big risk. But I'm looking forward to see how they manage it because I'm I'm sure they will. Oh yeah, I'm. It, it's something I'd be much more worried about it if it were a different franchise. I I don't think I I don't think there's any other franchise that could do that successfully. But I do have hope for for Halloween Kills. I think it's going to be pretty good. Right, right, and you know I I didn't want to. Yeah, obviously James can't talk too much about the upcoming film. He'd get in a lot of yeah. trouble and. I would imagine lose a lot of money, probably be sued and all those fun <laughs> things. So we don't want that to happen. He's a very nice guy. We couldn't get into too much about it, but I do want to ask you, Kat. Uh, it's been rumored that Jamie Lee Curtis is going to be, oh God, I don't even want to say it like this, but taking a back seat <laughs> in the franchise and kind of handing that role over to, they didn't name anybody, but um, Judy Greer, Karen in, in uh, the 2018 Halloween, 
it seems like she's going to be kind of passing that torch onto her. <sighs> How do you feel about that? I actually really like Judy Greer. She's in a lot of my favorite things. Um, sometimes just as like minor roles, but sometimes as you know, in a larger capacity. I think she's very, very talented um, in everything that I've seen her in, at least. And I, so I'm, I'm kind of excited. I think she'll do a good job. It's, it's hard to imagine this. Um, one of the reasons why I liked. Uh, Halloween 2018 so much was because it they got Jamie Lee Curtis back and I she did so good um I I think it was one of the best uh bringing back of a franchises that I've ever seen and it's hard for me to imagine her being less involved I agree I and and you are a million percent right because I'm trying to think I can't really think of any franchise that really brought it back the way they did and, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis alone is, you know, top-notch. And you had Nick Castle in there uh, somewhere. We don't know because, you know, unfortunately they're behind the mask. But John Carpenter, even though he's behind the camera, integral part of the whole thing. So, yeah, no, it, you're right. It, to bring it back with, well, no, I take that back. Scream 4, I mean. But that that's different. You have so many faces in front of the camera, you know. Also, I'm going to toss I unpopular movie opinions all the time. I Scream Four is not the same quality that Halloween is. Oh, you son of a bitch! I know. I, I do? knew I was going to like make enemies oh. with this one. I I liked Scream Four well enough. Like I didn't have a problem with it. Um, I don't think it has held up as well as would have been ideal. I definitely liked it most on my first viewing of it. I don't think it's the same quality as the 2018 Halloween movie. I I don't. We're going to throw hands on you, Kat. We're going to throw hands. I am a huge Worth fan. <laughs> I am a huge fan of Scream in general, but I really like Scream 4. Scream in general, absolutely. Uh Scream Four, and again, up until up until Halloween, it, I think it was the best example of bringing back a franchise. Right. But okay, so you're talking quality on top of just you know bringing stuff. Okay, I mean that that's yeah. an argument for another day. But I All mean, right. we can only think of two movies: this and Scream. I mean, those are the only two, you know. So it, that have had any kind of success, yeah. Right, and I mean, it, I'm damn it. I'm going to sound like to get off my lawn guy again. I don't like change. To quote Russell Brand from Get Him to the Greek, I don't like change. And Jamie Lee Curtis is such an amazing actress. Forget just hard. I mean, in general, period. Incredible actress. And to take her out of, like, I don't know. When you think Halloween, as much as you think Michael Myers, you have to think Jamie. Even though she hasn't been in all of them, she was so important to that franchise. And... I think Judy Greer will do phenomenal, but I, I don't know. It just sucks. I hope, obviously, she's going to be in Kills. You know, we all know that. I hope the word Kills isn't as significant as it could be. I, I, I hope not. But I'm hoping we will also see Jamie Lee Curtis in some type of capacity in Halloween End. So I hope this isn't, you know, like she's done with I. I, I we don't know. But that's the thing. It's scary. But 
Um, I do think it's cool. I will say this. I do think it's cool in this age of horror where I think movies are kind of, they're easing us into these things now with the passing of the torch thing because you look at, well, Friday the 13th, nobody really fucking lived on the Tommy Jarvis, but even that was a different actor. But, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street is a good example. Uh, reboot, Nightmare on Elm Street, Robert England's gone, and there's nothing we could do about it. We just got to live with it. So it's like, it's so much to change all in one go, and it sucked. I think easing your fan base into it, I feel like the new Candyman, Tony Todd, is going to be kind of passing the torch, is what I feel personally to a new candy man so it's like that's a good move you're kind of it's almost like they're telling us it's okay and it's it's weird but that helps it does if they're doing it that's the way to do it yeah um james drew courtney like i say, he gave as much insight as he could and also him talking about i mean i i didn't read all that much into when uh uh, kills and ends was announced i think it was just kind of like holy shit there you know there's two more halloween movies coming what the fuck out of nowhere and because they didn't they announced both at the same time it wasn't like we gotta wait like boom boom and I, I didn't read anywhere where they said oh, okay yeah this was the plan from the start so that was kind of like they had balls you know I, I, it didn't look like it but hell this movie could have flopped the 2018 you know it could have yeah. And then what do you do? <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, I, I guess whatever. You make a video game. <laughs> hope that people play it. Um, <laughs> Which I would love, but. I w- yeah, that would be good. I was just kind of, uh, I was picking on Friday the 13th, but I, I would play a Halloween game. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, hell yeah. <sighs> I don't want to get too off into video games, but I don't know how that would work. But man. They're missing the boat. They're missing the damn thing. These movies are great, and I love them, and I wouldn't trade them for the world, but they need to make, we'll strike while the iron is hot. Unfortunately, Friday the 13th isn't going to be adding new content to their games. Yeah. Dead by Daylight fucking sucks. A giant donkey dick. I hate that damn game. Do it, man. And, and I know Michael Myers is in that, and I don't, he needs his own, though. Like, it's it's not, Dead by Daylight has no soul it has no heart it doesn't care about the um authenticity of anything really and i think a michael myers game absolutely phenomenal it would be such a like uh especially if they were kind of modeling it after the 2018 i think that would just be a very unsettling landscape to be dropped in right there's so there's so much money being left on that because in in all honesty, and I know I just shit on Dead by Daylight, but but this is just being completely truthful. Dead by Daylight was just another game until they got Michael Myers. That was like the holy shit, wait, I can go kill people as Michael Myers? Like, there's an attraction for that there. It's Michael Myers. Then they got Freddy, and you know, I don't know the order it went in after that, but um it, I I feel like I I'll give them this much credit. I hate that I'm talking about Dead by Daylight again. <laughs> I'll give them this much credit. If they if they were to stay true to one person and actually give a fuck about one character in that game, it's Michael Myers. They know that's who made that game. Because I think it would have been dead, forgotten, and we wouldn't even be talking about it right now if it wasn't for them getting Michael Myers. And 
man, there's something to be said about that. I don't know with licensing and and how all that would work, but I mean, Dead by Daylight really can't say shit if they went and made a Michael Myers Halloween game. And dude, I'd be, I, I, I would love that. The only game I get, the only franchise I could see being made into a game that I would be more excited to see would be a Scream game. I would be interested to see a Scream game. I think it's very difficult. And this is one of the reasons why I loved Scream as much as I did is because they had, they were able to make something that was scary while they were kind of like taking jabs at the genre. And I I think that self-referential humor balanced with scares is something that video games can do. Like I've seen it done. I, I think it would be it, it was hard enough to do in a movie though, and I think adapting a movie and striking that tone would be very difficult in a video game. It would be. I would yeah. like to see it tackled. Like I would like to see someone do that well, because I would be all over a screen game as well. Dude, I, I'm telling you right now, Gun Media, the people who made the Friday the Thirteenth games, those are the those are the guys to do it. I don't know. You played Friday the Thirteenth, you said, right? Yeah, I played a little bit of Friday the Thirteenth. Okay, right. You never played Dead by Daylight, though, right? No, I could not okay. get it to run correctly. <laughs> Lucky you. But my point being, Dead by Daylight is notorious for people, and I think most video games, inside maps suck. You know, especially in a game like that. They just usually suck. You need something outdoors with room and all that stuff. But um, Scream would be more, granted there are some outside things in, Gert- in Greensboro and all that stuff, but uh, it would be more of an indoor in a house oriented kind of thing and so many games missed the boat on that indoor map thing but friday the 13th they have a lot of maps uh pakanak pinehurst uh uh and jarvis to some degree but they have maps where there are big houses and granted they're not the focal point of the game but i mean sometimes especially like pakanak small that map uh for anybody who plays the game when I'm the last one and I got to run a motherfucker for 10 minutes, I'm going to that main house. <laughs> and it, it's crazy how it doesn't really handicap you at all. So I think that gun media, they would be phenomenal at an indoor map kind of thing, which is what I think would be a strength for screen. And I, we're going off on screen. I, I just really want to see the damn thing done. That's all. It'd be good. <laughs> it would. But. I don't think there's really too much else to tackle on this uh, cat. All I know is I'm looking forward to this damn movie. Oh, and I completely, I, this is something I should know. This is something I maybe should have looked up when I realized I didn't know it coming in. When is it coming out? Is there a release? <laughs> I'm Googling that as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Googling it as we speak. Oh my God. <laughs> Hold on. Let, let me see. I, I want to see something before I even tell you this, because this is a heartbreaker. Halloween Kills original release date. Oh, no. Okay. (laughs) This movie was supposed to come out two weeks and a day from today. No. (laughs) Two weeks and a day from today. So, October 16th of this year. The new release date is October 15th, 2021. (laughs) They're really taking that Halloween shit literal. I mean, damn. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my god, a whole year. Fucking A. It's like the fourth movie that I've been on the edge of my seat waiting for that's been pushed back like a full year. I know. Uh, 2020. 
That sucks. But you know what? I look at it as much as it does suck. At least, at least they're not. It, it's better they take their time with it. Yeah. If anything needs to be changed or they need more time to do, it's better that they take their time and get it done right than just push it out for the sake of getting it out. I agree. This is definitely the way. I look. So we have to. We have practically a whole year to wait for the damn thing. It would be. It's going to be interesting to see. You know, I can't wait to have James on again when he actually. I would love to know what the because they're going to change something. I would love to know what the hell is getting taken out and put in <laughs> and all that stuff and all this time. I'm so what I don't know why it was. Are they still working on it? Is that why it was postponed or was it just a? Uh, I, I know a lot of uh, studios have been pushing back release dates because of theaters. Do we know what they're doing in the year? <laughs> Who the hell knows? Because, like James said, it was all filmed already. And I I don't know how much, like, I know editing and, and all that shit that goes on behind the scenes that we don't know how to do. It, it was, I mean, I, I find it hard to believe from March to October, especially something you can do on a computer. I don't know how much they would have to be in an office and, like, I mean... I know the whole work from home thing. I don't know if that's something you could do from home. Maybe that really they couldn't do anything as far as putting the movie together. Who knows? It could just be a marketing thing where they're hell bent on it coming out in October. Who the hell knows? Yeah. Who the hell knows? But I mean, and hold on. What the hell was the budget for this thing? Halloween kills. Okay. It had a $10 million. Oh, wait. That's 2017. The hell? Son of a bitch. It's not telling me. Okay, so that, well, let's just go off of that. That had a $10 million budget. I would imagine that would be upped, maybe 15 maybe 20 for this, you know, who knows. Either way, you're looking at a big, that's a lot of money to make back. And the advertising for this thing, like marketing and all, that's going to be through the damn roof. Right. So they have a lot of money to make back. And if you put it out now, like maybe they could have put it out now, you're going to see a drastic, I mean, 2018 made, uh, two hundred and fifty-five million. You know, maybe oh, wow. you make half that. You're gonna leave a hundred million dollars on the table. I don't. No one's doing that. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. So, who knows? I I I didn't even want to ask James because you know I I doubt maybe I mean he might know, but as, like actors, I don't think are in as in the loop as we think they are. <laughs> yeah, that's probably fair. Um. <laughs> I, I do wonder about it, though, um, especially, like, just with all of the craziness this year. I actually had uh, tickets. I had purchased, like, one of the special event tickets to see the uh, double feature for the release of Quiet Place 2, and they refunded me because that was the week that it got pushed back to 2021, and I was like, oh, my God. Damn. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, that sucks. <laughs> Just like all of the releases this year have been like that, you know, where you don't know if like they need more editing time or if no one just feels comfortable doing a theatrical release when no one's allowed to go to theaters, you know, which I get it. It's hard to wait, though, like knowing movies are ready and I can't watch them is driving me crazy. <laughs> right and you know it could just come down to that like i mean maybe they could have gotten it ready and put it out but you gotta figure they'll make at least i would think half 
Yeah. At, at bare, even if you're talking a quarter, I'm terrible with mental math, but I mean, I would imagine that somewhere in the neighborhood of like 25 to 50 million, you know, probably like 25 million there. Who the hell wants to lose $25 million? No one. <laughs> no, no one. Hell, I'll take I'll take 25 bucks at this point. Live <laughs> shit. All I know is I'm looking forward to it. I know that uh, James did a phenomenal job yes. in uh, the, I almost said original, <laughs> in the 2018 Halloween. Uh, other than Nick Castle, I, I'm going to just go out on a limb and say, other than Nick Castle, the best Michael Myers I I'll second that. Right. Yeah. So can't wait to see it. We appreciate James giving us the time. Happy Halloween, damn it. <laughs> Happy Halloween. Yes. Yeah, so um if you guys are listening to this on Halloween, which is when this is dropping, um, I might be doing a watch along on Twitch for something scary later in the evening. I don't know. Uh so stay tuned to us on Twitter. Uh, speaking of Twitter, you can follow James Jude Courtney at James J. Courtney. He's on Twitter. Follow Michael Myers himself. He has a uh, a trailer up from the... It's only 36 seconds, but a trailer for Halloween Kill up on his Twitter right now. Uh, it's a picture of him with Nick Castle with some Halloween uh, Corona face mask, which is kind of cool. Michael Myers mask. So go check him out on Twitter. You can check us out on Twitter at Slash Radio. Go to our website, check out all our interviews, episodes, news, and more at SlashRadio.com. I'm at Mike McDad. Cat, where are they finding At cat underscore Valor, uh, V-O-L-U-R on Twitter. Okay, okay. And I guess if you want to, you can follow Rob. He's at Radio Rob123. He also, don't forget about his other show, This Horror Life. They are at This Horror Life on Twitter. Be sure to uh, tweet him and at This Horror Life all kinds of vulgar things. He enjoys it. I enjoy when that happens to Rob. And Kat, happy Halloween. Thank you for spending your evening with us, everybody. Happy Halloween, everyone. Happy Halloween. Good night from Slasher. All the best with Flasher Radio Podcast.